And folks, this segment of the show is brought to you by TaylorMade and TaylorMade Sim, featuring their new Sim driver designed with a radical new head shape to make the driver both fast and forgiving where you need it most on the downswing. Sim irons with an improved speed bridge and echo dampening system to deliver a distance iron with forge-like feel and the Sim fairway woods with low CG to help you hit it higher and a V-steel sole to launch it even easier out of any lie. Get fit for Sim throughout your entire bag and experience the effect it's going to have on your entire game. Check it out online at TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. All right, now back and making her second appearance with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is two-time LPGA major champion Jane Geddes. Let me remind you about Jane's background. She is from Somerville, South Carolina. She played her college golf at Florida State, where she helped them win the 1981 National Championship, and she was inducted into their Hall of Fame in 1988. Jane joined the LPGA Tour in 1983. Her first victory came at the 1986 Women's U.S. Open. She would back it up with a win the very next week at the Boston Five Classic, becoming one of only four players in LPGA history to win the next week following the U.S. Open. In 1987, that was her best year out on tour, winning five times, including the LPGA Championship and back-to-back weeks at the Women's Kemper Open and the GNA Glendale Federal Classic. Jane went back to school after her time on tour and earned her undergraduate degree in criminology at the University of South Florida and her law degree at Stetson. She is now the CEO of the LPGA Legends Tour, and I'm very honored to have her back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jane, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And thank you so much for that um, lovely um, bio. But I appreciate that. But thank you so much. It's so great to be back. Jane, I, I got to ask you, these are these are pretty crazy, unprecedented times that we're all dealing yeah. with right now. No no golf, no sports, no going outside yeah. for a lot of folks. I, I kind of feel like we've gone back 100 years to what, what it must have been like for sports fans back then, because anything you're going to get is going to be on a, you know some sort of reel, not, uh, not live in person. What, how do you feel about what we're going through right now? It's, it's tough. It, it's tough for everybody. You know, I mean, uh, on one side of it, I, I think, first of all, I feel like we're sort of at the beginning of it. Um, and I, I'm kind of, I have sort of this mindset that I, I'm looking at the next couple months and saying, all right, you know, hunker down, you know, shelter in place sort of, and let's get through this. Um, but on, on the flip side of that, I, I sort of, I'm one of these people that, you know, believes in a little bit of, and maybe somebody's telling us something, you know, we, we move in fast forward, all of us. Um, with, you know, sort of unprecedented access to whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it. And this is really making us all step back and, and take a breath, um, and spend a little more time with our families and our friends or the people who you're closest to that you're kind of sheltering in place with. Um, and we look at things, you know, and really, it, I think it, it certainly has made me really appreciate, um, kind of what you have and, and how, uh, you know, like I said, that access that we have to so much that's outside our world, you know, and, and just going, going to the golf club and going and having lunch and going, you know, hanging out with your friends. And, you know, I just got a, I just got a whole long list of things for my club today. I'm a member of a golf club here in Tampa and, and, um, you know, about getting in a cart. And if you want to come and you got everybody in one cart and you got to wipe it down. It's like, Oh my God. Oh my, you know, like, and you can't eat, you can't eat the food there. You can take it out and you're and like, everything has rules, you know, 
And so, um, you know, so um, it's hard. And it's hard when you uh, think for all of us, all the sports fans, you know, who are looking, who are excited about watching the Final Four and excited about the Masters, excited about, you know, and all these things are getting canceled. Although I have to say today, so far, a pretty good day in Tampa Bay, it appears that um, Tom Brady is interested in coming with Bucks. And so I'm a big Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and um, it appears that he's coming our way. So that was, this has been, you know, a, a little bit of, um, you know, making a little bit of lemonade out of lemons today in Tampa Bay. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully it'll get finalized tomorrow, but um, that was kind of fun to watch as it was kind of, you know, un- being unveiled today. So. Yeah, so what do you think of that? If, if he ends up signing with the Bucks. Season tickets, wow. going to the games. What's that going to mean to the city of Tampa? Well, I've already got, I've already got my, I already got my season tickets because I just, um, funny, I, I didn't get them last year, and I one reason or another, I ended up getting them just a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I just had an inkling that they that the, the Bucks are a good team. They've got some amazing receivers and and um, a great defense. And I lived here. I've lived off different places, but I have to live here when they won the Super Bowl, which seems like 55 years ago, you know, but, um, and it was an exciting <laughs> time here and I've remained a Tampa Bay buck, you know, through the downtimes and the uptimes. And so, um, I'm, I'm good friends with Jason Light, the, the, uh, general manager, um, uh, our kids go to school together and play football together. And, um, he and his wife are, we're, we're all really good friends. And so, um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, I'm happy for the Bucks, and um, you know, hope, hopefully he can get it done, and we can get Tom here. It'll be a, it'll be a fun couple of years putting that way for Tampa Bay. I feel like we deserve it, just like a lot of places deserve it, right? But I feel like we deserve it. So <laughs> it's been fun as a football fan watching today. So, so Gene, you talk about things you're excited about, and you know, I, I want to get your thoughts on the opportunity or the lost opportunity potentially the, the Augusta National Women's Amateur Event. And I had yeah. tickets to go, and I was excited about going and being a part of that event. Do you think we're going to lose it for the year? Do you think we might get it later on in the year? How do you feel about what the status of that event's going to be? You know, it's funny because I heard today that the French Open um, tennis tournament was rescheduled to September. And I said out loud, I guarantee that's what's going to happen with Masters. You know, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um, but uh, I hope that I hope that events like that. Um, are able to be rescheduled. You know, it just, it's a shame if, you know, if we get to the, when we get, when we get to the other side of this, and hopefully that's, you know, mid to late summer and you know, things starts leveling out a bit. I, I hope that we can, you know, it, it, it it's going to be a little bit, it's, it's going to feel sort of like a patchwork a little bit and maybe some things don't line up right, but, um, you just want, um, everyone that is, um, you know, that, that is looking forward to those events to be able to play. I mean, I know the LPJ, I feel horrible for the players. Uh, they, you know, the, the Asian, um, swing that starts the year off was canceled. And now, um, the, you know, tournaments through the end of um, March and, you know, April were canceled. That makes, that's a huge financial impact on those players and, um, and an impact on their season. And with the LPGA, and, and I know it was a challenging decision for Mike Wan to make. Um, and, but, but I think he made, I know he made the right decision. And as he said, he would have hated to have, you know, continued on and something happened. He would have never forgiven himself. And so, um, but it's hard. It's hard for, um, having been in that spot. Um, I, I can't imagine, you know, you're, 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 you know, you revolve your entire year 
um, whether it is the, um, you know, the, the amateur event at, the, at Masters or the LPGA Tour, the PGA Tour, you're, you're revolving your entire life and, um, and off season and, you know, to kind of gear up and then you, you never get to get and get going. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's, and it's so, uh, it's totally unprecedented. The only thing that is, again, you know, is sort of that light at the end of the tunnel or something that everyone can look at is that everyone is going through it. Every single person is affected in some way. And so that's what makes it really, um, unique overall, you know? So I don't think anyone's feeling sorry for themselves. I think everyone's just kind of taking it in stride, but you know, once we get through it, I think everybody will look back and say, wow, that was hard, you know? Yeah. So to take that sort of idea a half step further for the ones that I feel really sorry for are the, are the young ladies that are just, you know, rookies on the LPGA tour that, you know, we're so excited to get that season started and, you know, their career sort of launched and worked so hard to come up through the Symmetra tour and, and to get to the LPGA mm-hmm. tour yeah. girls on the Symmetra tour that are trying so hard to get to, to that point. And even the ladies on your tour on the, on the legends tour that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, and we'll talk about this in a moment. You guys were building such great momentum with that tour and mm-hmm. starting to get such a following. And now all of that sort of is held in limbo. How do how do you go from there, you know, for the for the young folks and for the girls that uh, yeah, are on your yeah. tour and, and and take the rest of the season? Well, I mean, I again, it, it's just it's happening to everyone, so it, it's it's there's nothing you can do about it. I, I think from their perspective, what they're probably hoping is that you know how, what does the LPGA do and the Smetch Tour do about sort of extending that, right? Does it become a season and a half where you can, you know, um, you know, uh, figure out how to uh, either keep your card or, or um, you know, make enough money to, to improve your position? There's going to be a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made on every tour about how they manage those points lists and money lists and all of those things that really affect players' lives. Um, you know, that are, you know, am I going to have, if I, you know, what will my priority position be next year? Will I get into events? Will I not? So much of that is, de- is dependent on playing an event, right? All of it's dependent on that. And so, um, it'll be interesting to see. I- I'm, I'm, you know, having been on both sides of that with the LTJ, um, you know, they're going to do what they feel is right for the players. That's what it's about. The tour is about the players. Um, and so when it comes to those kind of situations, um, I would imagine that they're going to err on the side of making it fair, right? It's not the player's fault that this happened. Um, so how can we do the right thing as a tour, um, you know, to, to make it fair enough for the, you know, for those players? I don't know what that is. Um, and it's something that's going to be dependent on, when this, you know, when this kind of, you know, this uh, comes to an end where they start playing again. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it falls out on both sides of the coin with the PGA and the LPGA. So talk about your tour. Talk about the LPGA Legends Tour. First of all, let's, yeah, let's talk so, about some good stuff. Talk about the growth and the uh, schedule yeah. for you guys. Yes, yeah, thank you. You know, we um, I, I took over this role, and we, I, can't, I can't remember. I think it was a few months ago that you and I spoke, and I was still kind of, um, you know, getting organized for this year. I took over this role in, in June of last year. And, um, you know, and, and what, I, what I quickly realized is that the – that that the Legends Tour is not we're not really a tour, right? We're really a collection of events and a collection of experiences. And, and you said it perfectly um, 
um, when, you know, in your intro talking about the Legends Tour, that we are, um, we're some of the greatest players. Some of my members are some of the greatest players in the world. Um, I've got 15 Hall of Famers, uh, 15 Hall of Famers now that are, are members, um, we're stretching from Kathy Whitworth and now Corey Webb this year turned 45 and, um, Julie Inkster and Laura Davies and Amy Alcott and I, I can keep going, going, Nancy Lopez. Um, and so we've got some of the greatest names in the game and, you know, we're, we're all, and, and they were, I was very fortunate to play a lot of golf with, with all of them they're, and they're good friends. And we're all in that stage in our life that we still want to play golf, you know, still want to compete some. Um, we don't always want to necessarily keep score. Um, but we, we love the game. We understand the value, um, that our experience or, or the experience that fans and or pro-am partners or, you know, whatever, um, that we can provide. And, um, and it's, it's so important to the, um, success of our tour, but also, um, to really, um, to that experience for the people that we touch. And so my job is really, um, you know, putting together and collecting events where we can showcase our players and from the, you know, the senior women's open, um, all the way to pro-ams and team events and, and places where we don't necessarily always have to keep our score. We can still have fun with our, um, with the people that we're playing with and still create those experiences for the people around us. And so it's been fun sort of revamping, um, the Legends Tour. Um, I'm fortunate that I, I, I still work closely with Mike Juan and, and the LPGA and, and have access to, you know, his team and to toss ideas off of and, um, and, and talk to Mike, you know, about, you know, some of the things I'm working on, some of the ideas. And I, I feel like we are closer to the LPGA than we've ever been, which is great is where we should be. Um, you know, we've all, the, for the, 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 I would say 98% of us played on tour at some point. And so it's, you know, it's where our heart is. It's what we want. We want to just get back to the game. We want to continue to build something so that women that are 45 and coming up the tour have something to look forward to. It might not be a full-time schedule and that's okay. It doesn't need to be, um, but it, it keeps the game alive. It keeps the women's game alive and it gives our players the opportunity to really feel like they're giving back. And that's what's important. Um, and so we've added a couple more tournaments this year. Um, three or four, I think, uh, this year we've gotten, I've, I've talked to quite a few people that are really interested in doing something with us in 2021. You know, the cycle of putting events together is, you know, eight months to a year and a half. Um, so coming in last June, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm focused on, focused on this year, but I'm also really focused on next year and beyond. And, and it's been nice to talk to people to revisit, um, some of the great cities that we used to play in. Um, you know, whether it's a Toledo or Rochester or Nashville or, Dayton, Ohio, or, you know, Atlanta. I mean, some of those places that we used to have a great fan base, it's been fun to catch up with those people and figure out how we might be able to come back there. So, um, so it's been great, you know, I mean, we have a little bump in the road right now, but that's okay. Um, you know, we'll get through this and, um, you know, and our players will be ready to go just like every other player on every tour, we ready to go and, and create a great experience for those watching and participating with us. So thank you for asking. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and you talk about giving back. And I think one of the ways that your tour gives back is to the access that fans have to the players. Talk about how close that access actually is. Well, you know, it's, I, I, I tell people the story sort of about where we sit in the, um, um, I guess the, uh, if you looked at, 
the the beginning of the LPGA and where we are now. And my this era of players, I say my era. Some some of them, some of the members are a little older than me, but not much. We're all kind of came from the same era. We were sort of the right after the founders kind of period, you know, where Laura Baugh and Jan Stevenson um, became famous. They became sort of, you know, household names. Nancy Lopez comes on the scene. Nancy Lopez becomes a household scene. We get on TV. Um, you know, all of a sudden there's this thing called the LPGA, right? And people are, and, and prize money is going up and, and, uh, people are finally getting paid endorsements and we get put on the map thanks to Ray Volpe and, and, um, um, John Lopheimer and, you know, all the guys that kind of came before Mike and, and, and created that. But the thing that created that was that touch, that ability for fans and pro-am partners and whatnot to touch the player and to, and to have an amazing experience. And from a player's perspective, when you got on tour back then, there was a unwritten rule. Didn't even ha- they didn't have to write it. You knew that Wednesday, Pro-Am Day, whatever day was, was of the week, that was the most important day of the week, bar none. Yes, you played in your tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that's where you made your money. And yes, that was important to you. But to the tour, Wednesday was the most important day. And that was the day that you needed to be your, at your best. And so all these players that I'm fortunate to work with now and to have as members, that's, it's just ingrained in what they know and what they love and what, how they, how they act and, and how they deliver that experience as, um, as, uh, you know, an LPGA, um, member and a Legends Tour member. And so, you know, we don't have our infrastructure at tournaments. We don't have big stands. We don't have a lot of ropes and whatnot. So as you said, when you come to an, a Legends event, it's very up close and personal. The Senior Women's Open only has ropes around the tees and the greens. If you want to, you know, this year will be a Brookfield Country Club in Fairfield, um, Fairfield, Connecticut, um, at Brookline Country Club. I don't know what I just said, but Brookline Country Club. Um, and come watch us play. You'll be able to walk right down the fairway with me, right next to me. It's, it's, you know, at first wow. when we saw, as players, yeah, as players, we saw me thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be awful. And we got done with that week and we all said, that was awesome. Like, don't ever have ropes at any open again. It was such a different experience, but for, for, for the fans to be able to come out and, and have that experience by walking down, right down the fairway, right, right next to us, right behind us or wherever, you know, it was, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very unique environment and something that we're really proud of. And so I, I'm, I'm glad that you, um, that you feel that way, Chris, and you talk about the legends like that, because it's something that is really, really special about what we do and what our players do. Um, and, um, and the people that experience us, I always say, if someone wants to put on an event and they, you know, they play in a pro-am or we go to it and do a small event, I, I always say like, well, no problem, because once we get there and they experience that, that's it. That's, that's all you have to do is just having that experience. Um, so, um, I'm out there trying to get people to, to, um, you know, create those experiences around it so, so we can spread the word. Jane, just a couple more before I let you go. And I got to ask you, we, about a month ago, we lost uh, a legend in Mickey Wright. Um, yeah. ever have an opportunity to spend any time, uh, with Mickey? 
So I, I did not, except for my one experience with Nikki was um, we used to have a tournament up in Tallahassee where we had, um, uh, and I, I remember that Centel was one of the sponsors. I'm not sure exactly what it was when we had a, a, a small portion of that event. Um, there, it was uh, basically the legends that came back and played. And Mickey Wright came and played one year. Um, and, you know, Mickey was a bit of a recluse. And, uh, and, and really did not, was not out there at all. Unlike, you know, you know, Marilyn Smith and so many of the, the ladies that we, that we all got to know through the years. But I'll tell you that Mickey, whatever her tea time was, um, there wasn't a player. If, if you weren't happy to be playing during that time when she was on the golf course, you were really bummed because every player that wasn't playing was on the golf course watching, watching her play and watching her swing. It was, unbelievable so that was my experience was going out and watching her play after i got done with my round in tallahassee so it was pretty cool i mean and you know it's it's that was you know mickey chose to live her life you know in a you know in a way that she really didn't want to have to you know like i said she just kind of was a, a bit of a loner and and was what it was but um when I saw some of the you know after she passed and, and there was a lot of talk about her golf swing and I hadn't seen it in a long time and, you know, saw some of the films and stuff. And I, and I was still like, wow, look at that. With tennis shoes, by the way. I, you know, <laughs> not even golf shoes. Feet were bad. I, said, I mean, amazing balance, amazing golf swing, you know, and really probably one of the one of the greatest of all time, one of women. So, Jane, cool. I want to switch gears with you. And um, you work with the WWE for a while as the uh, – Vice President of Talent Relations. And the only correlate, I'm trying to kind of get in my head, how do you go from working for the LPGA to the WWE? Where's where's the correlation? And the only thing I could come up okay. with is the LPGA is sort of a, a group of, you know, folks, group of women going from town to town, sort of putting on a show. And that's sort of what the WWE you is. is. You got it. Is that right? It. That's it. Very good, Chris. That's what I say to people. The the correlation is that it's it's a traveling show. And so uh, what I was doing at the LPJ at the time, I got a phone call from the recruiter at WWE about this, the job that I ended up taking. It was amazingly similar to what they were looking for somebody to do. They needed somebody to kind of turn around their department and, and kind of sure things up there. And when I first got the phone call, I just started laughing, you know, like I'm, I'm not even a wrestling fan. Um, but you know, one thing led to another and, um, you know, I went in for my interview with my boss. His, his real name is Paul Lebeck, but, um, his stage name was Triple H and one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. He's a big guy, big muscles, big, he had long hair and a ponytail. And I walked in the office and I thought to myself for my first interview with him and I thought, what am I doing? And, come to find out because we're, we're still friends, but he, we, I ended up being very close to him and, and working very closely with him. He thought the same thing. What, in, what have they sent me? A woman and a golfer? And what, like, what are we doing here? Um, but we hit it off. Um, and he, uh, Paul was, had come out of uh, his sport and, or, you know, he was a wrestler and came on the corporate side. I had done just done the same thing in golf. And so we really hit it off. And, um, and became very close. And I, you know, I had a, a successful run there at WWE, but, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, became a big fan of, of the business and, and the people 
Um, and because they're uh, amazing, um, I, I was fortunate to meet a lot of really great, great people that work in that industry um, that are super dedicated to their craft. And because um, it, it ain't easy. Um, I, I tell people say, well, it's fake and it's no big deal. And I said, you know what? If you jump off a top rope and you hit the ground or you hit the ring, guess what? That is not fake. I got to tell you, because that is something else. It hurts. Um, so, um, you know, but it's a, it's a really, I learned so much. It, it was a, I, I got a, a really great view, a totally different business. Um, relative in a lot of ways, but so different in so many other ways. So it was an amazing learning experience for me. And, um, I'm happy to be back in golf, but I think about them a lot. And I think about a lot of things that I learned when I was there and, and I'm still, um, still a fan. And unfortunately, WrestleMania, which is the big Super Bowl of wrestling, was supposed to be in Tampa this year and they just canceled it. So, um, I was looking oh. forward to, to that. Yeah. Um, and it's a huge event. Um, but, and they just, they just canceled that. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting all the way around. I learned a lot about an industry that I never ever thought that I would ever, uh, be involved in. So, so who, who was a good golfer that we would be surprised uh, out of the wrestlers? Um, so there were a couple, you know, Cody Rhodes is no longer there. Um, I, I'll, you know, I'll tell you their, their ring names. Um, uh, Brutus, who actually, I'm going to tell you his ring name again. He actually has a show on Fox News now, but he was like, a, his guy was like, he's probably 260, you know, 6'5", giant guy. Like, he was a really good golfer. You know, guys that kind of just grew up in it. And um, we we actually, when, when WrestleMania was in Miami, which was my very first year company, um, we had a, a golf event. And so, um, and I was kind of riding around watching everyone. Um, you know, it was kind of a fundraiser kind of thing. So it was fun to watch, um, the guys, um, Ted DiBiase is another one. He was a really good, a, a good golfer. And so, um, and the Bella twins, by the way, the two girls who are super famous right now, um, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella were amazing golfers. They were, they were like really? great athletes and I was shocked. Oh my gosh. I was totally shocked. And they had said, oh, yeah, we played some golf. And so I, I was just, I was shocked. They're very, very good athletes. Anyway, they, um, they both played soccer. And I, I think even, um, I think Nikki played uh, D1 soccer and I think blew her knee out or something. But yeah, they're, you know, they're good athletes. And, and so many of the talent are super good athletes. Um, and they just, they, either they, you know, they um, ended up being more on the theatrical side, which is really what it takes there, it takes being, a good athlete, but having um, interest in theatrics and interested in, in that sort of side of the business. So they combine um, athletics and theatrics, which is really an interesting combination. Um, so, um, and that's what makes them really interesting people. And the whole dynamic is very interesting, but yeah, I mean, um, it's fun to watch them, but you know, it, as, as golfers know, you know, to be kind of bulked up and muscle, muscled up, is not like a great, sort of source of a, you know, great golf swing, as you can imagine. So there was there, you know, I've seen, I saw some really wicked golf swings going on with, you know, a lot of muscles involved <laughs> during that day, but so, but it was fine. They, they totally appreciated me, which was great. They, I was, I, I, you know, I felt like they, they truly respected what I had done and um, thought it was funny. I was doing what I was doing too. And I did too. And we, we got along great. I still have some really great friends from, um, you know, that are, that are talent there that are, I'm still working and still, um, you know, some of the people that are, um, you know, some of the top talent there now. So it's fun. It was fun. It was a great experience. 
Jane, before I let you go, remind our listeners, how can they stay up to date with all the great things that you're doing? Follow you and the LPGA Legends Tour, whether it's on your website, online, or on social media. Yeah, uh, you know, thelegendstour.com. Um, and if, you know, we have a Facebook page, The Legends Tour. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really it. I mean, we are, um, we're, we're not officially connected to the LPGA, but we are. And so we have a sort of a, a, you know, a social media periphery presence with them, but mostly the legendstore.com. We just new website, new logo, a bunch of new stuff on there, new content. Um, and we'll be starting, um, our season doesn't start till late May. We will be out in the Seattle area, um, playing this Aquamish, uh, Legends Cup, um, out in that area. And so come watch us. Um, after that, we'll be back um, in Connecticut um, and back east for the Senior Women's Open and um, and then in French Lick on the Itzhakta Mountain. By the way, one one thing I like to say about French Lick, it's one of the most one of the most unique, beautiful golf courses um, that anyone would ever play. So anybody that has a chance to go there, um, go check it out. It's one. It really is one of the most beautiful pieces of property that that um, around. So. Um, I, I wanted to kind of throw that in there to our, you know, friends ah, and friends to treat the Legends Tour, um, you know, so great every year. Well, Jane, it's it's always a privilege having you as part of the show. I hope you'll come back and join me again soon. Hopefully, we have some really cool things to talk about. We got golf playing again, but uh, it's awesome. an incredible privilege having you here, and I enjoy getting to spend time with you. Thank you so much, Chris. I, I, I'll come back anytime. It's great spending. It's great spending time with you guys and thank you for allowing me up to you and talk about the legends and uh, I appreciate the support. Absolutely. Jane, take care. We look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Thanks Chris. See you Jane. That's a great Jane Gettys folks. It doesn't get a lot more fun than that. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you the LPGA legends tour is a very special thing. And like we talk about access, you want to get to have the access. You talk about, well, you want to walk the fairways next to an LPGA legend. How great would that be? So I, I encourage you, the the, uh, the Legends Tour is very special. Check it out online. Give them a follow and uh, and stay tuned. We'll get Jane back on the show again real soon.